Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends, Shining Time Station, Railway Series, etc. I am Tony. And I'm Orion. And, well, last time that you listened to us, we finished our Season 2 commentaries for Thomas and Friends. So we are here to do our final wrap-up of Thomas and Friends Series 2. And that includes a top five best and top five worst. And just like with season one, this is all opinion-based, and so uh, I'm sure that your opinion of what's best and worst will be totally different than ours. Um, and it's it's going to be an interesting discussion. This one, uh, season two, certainly has a lot of hits, and it has a fair number of misses as well. Uh, but it's going to be a really interesting discussion. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing is that at least myself and i i think that yours is the same orion that mine neither my top or bottom five are necessarily in any order yep mine too yeah they're not uh they're not in any particular order just uh five five uh five worst first and then the five best pretty much exactly um and you know when we say worst of course worst is subjective and i'm sure that we'll go over this more in depth as we uh, bring out our choices, but you know, uh, worst is subjective. You might not agree. Uh, so, you know, but it's totally fine. Everyone has their own opinion and it's, it's going to be a really interesting chat. So let's start with the bottom five. Orion, what's uh, your first pick? My first pick for bottom five, I would say would be the runaway. Okay. Uh, from season two, not, um, not one of my favorite episodes. I think it is, <laughs> it is as we talked about in our commentary. It is full of a lot of random stock footage, right? Um, and it's just not really a, it's just not really a terribly good episode. Um, unfortunately, um, it has promise. Um, and we talked about this a little bit that you know really a lot of the episodes based on Christopher Audrey stories aren't the strongest. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is really no exception. Um, it just, uh, it doesn't work. I think it's boring. Um, and it really one of the low points of, of the season. It is. Uh, I agree. And it, it made my list as well. That's in my bottom list also. And it's really sad because I like Christopher Audrey. I, I know we talked in a previous episode about how his writing style is very different than his father's, but I like Christopher Audrey. And I, I want to like his stories, uh, the ones that were adapted for TV. This one just isn't great. And it seems like uh, of the four stories in More About Thomas the Tank Engine, there's really only one or two stories that really stand out. In fact, it's mostly the first story. But um, yeah, Runaway is just not that great. Um, it's, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that it's my absolute least favorite of the season, but it's up there. So, yeah, like I said, just not not a good episode. So, uh, so we're both in agreement on Runaway, at least. Uh, what's your next pick? Um, my next pick, another another Christopher Audrey story, um, is Better Late Than Never. Oh, yeah. Um, just, wow, not a good episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this one is pretty universally disliked among the fandom, apart from its introduction of the, um, you know, of the... Uh, the the viaduct theme, the repairs right. theme. Um, it, other than that, um, there's really not much to 
uh, to like about it. Um, the story is clunky. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, just feels, you know, and the interesting thing is, is that, um, you know, the Audrey's of course complained about season three of uh, crane shunting in, in the Reverend W. Audrey's words, Thomas into situations where he didn't belong. Right. But, but the interesting thing is, is that the stories that were written um, by mandate were, you know, at least, you know, uh, that were, you know, strongly suggested for Christopher to write mm-hmm. so that they could be adapted for TV all used Thomas in, and they're boring. Um, they're <laughs> way and better late than never. Um, they, they just, they don't work. Um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll touch on that in my next pick as well, but, um, but yeah, this one, not, not great. Yeah. Yeah. Better late than never. It's, it's, it's no coincidence that uh, better late than never is also on my list because as Orion, as, as you just said, it is pretty well universally thought of as just a poor episode. Um, Light the runaway, it uses a lot of stock footage, not to the same amount as the aforementioned episode, uh, but enough stock footage. And in, <laughs> and in fact, I think it uses some of the same stock footage as the runaway did. So, yeah, it's... And and it's really sad because it's a birdie episode or birdie has a decent role in it. And I want to like it for that, but um, yeah, even birdie can't save the episode. It's, it's just not good. So no. And I think as we mentioned in the, in their commentary, great title, but terrible episode. Exactly. Uh, real shame. It It is. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the rare cases because usually episodes that are good have a pretty decent title and episodes that aren't great sometimes have a not so great title. Uh, this is one of the rare cases where the title doesn't really fit the episode, but in the wrong way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. So those are our first two worst pits. What's your next pick? Another, uh, another uh, Christopher Audrey story. This time, this was written for an annual, I do believe, uh, which is Thomas and Trevor. We're a new yep. friend for Thomas. Um, again, another episode written so, uh, and and adapted for more Thomas stories, interacting with an already introduced new character in season two. Um, this episode um, just not good at all. Um, it, the fact alone that Thomas wears the exact same face for the entire episode would be enough to complain about. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's just not, it's not great. I would say, uh, you know, I mean, as, as we said, these aren't really ranked, um, but I would say this is probably certainly, I would say it's a better episode than better late than never or the runaway, but I, I don't think that it's still a very good episode and definitely one of the weaker points of season two. And again, kind of like you said about better late than never, it's a shame because it does feature Trevor and I like Trevor and I like episodes that have Trevor in, in them, even just for a little bit. Um, but, uh, but, but this one just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, well, people are going to start wondering if we worked on these lists together because Thomas and Trevor is also in my worst list. Uh, it's like you said, it, there's not much that I can really add to it that you haven't said already, uh, but there's just something about the episodes that were written by studio mandate uh, to include Thomas that they just, they, they just didn't work. And uh, you know, they, they, they were better in season three, which we'll get to at some point in the near future, but it just, I don't know. There's just something about the writing here. And it's weird because I actually liked this story when I was a kid. 
But as I've gotten older and, you know, watched the series in full and been able to look back on it and think about it, it's it's just it's another case of an episode that I really wanted to like, but just don't, which is kind of sad, really. Yeah, I have to agree. I would say I, 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 same thing. I, I liked this episode more as a kid, um, but um, but watching it. You know, as I get older, I just every time I watch it, I like it less and less. Right. Um, and that's actually it would, the same thing for the next episode in, in my list, um, which was cows or a cow on the line. Right. Um, the, I always thought of it as an okay episode, really, until we did our commentary on it. Um, right. And then I and then I realized actually how much I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's it's boring. Um, I, it's not a strong story. Um, and as we talked about in that. Um, particular commentary and we'll talk about also when we talk about the book edward the blue engine um the it's the weakest story in that book um yeah and it's just not it's not great and honestly that's a case where i think the um the railway series story may be even better than the tv series in that regard it's just not uh, adapted for tv um um the just it's lame um (laughs) Um, it, it's very stilted and awkward with the little toy cow. Um, yes. It's just, it doesn't work in, it's something that honestly would have benefited from the CGI treatment. And I, yes. you know, I, and I, and I hate to say that about any classic series episode, but it's quite true that that episode would have 100% benefited. And what's interesting is, is that a later episode bullseyes doesn't have the same problem. It doesn't feel awkward right. um, with champion the bull, but I, I suppose it's just the design of the cow that they used. Um, <laughs> it is a very uh, uh, bizarre design. And it's just partly because it doesn't really match the rest of the style of the characters right. on the show in terms of the human characters with the the large thick arms and the joints. Whereas when they when they did Champion in in Bullseyes in season four, he had more of like a uh, he looked more like the other uh, human figures, right, or other animal figures. But this one did not. This one um, looked like something you get out of like a dollar store. <laughs> farm toy pack or something it just didn't didn't work um and and as we mentioned in our commentary um not much happens and it's uh yeah not a good episode i i have to agree and that also made my list it's just not it it's just not a great episode um i i do i i have to agree about your comments about the cow itself uh and in fact they might well have gotten it from one of those dollar store (laughs) farm patch it certainly looks like it does and it this is another case of growing up i liked the episode more than i do now uh but when i was a little kid because you know i i liked cows Uh, i have cousins who own a farm and i used to go up there every summer and you know so i think cows are cool you know but as i get older watching the episodes about especially when we were doing the commentary on it the cow just looks hilariously bad. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, obviously it was, it was 1986. They didn't have a huge budget yet. The first season had only, uh, it had been a success, but it's not like that it had been enough of a success to warrant a huge increase in budget. And so, you know, I, I, I understand why it might not necessarily look that great, but at the same time, it's like there could have been something better, I feel. And, 
I don't know. There's there's just something about this story. I do think that the Railway Series version of it is better to a point, but it's still the weakest episode of the Edward the Blue Engine stories. Uh, so, yeah, not uh, not great. And so now we come to the final bottom five. Absolutely. And my um, my last pick was uh, The Deputation. Oh! Uh, not... Uh, not one of my favorite episodes. Never has been. Huh. It's not one that like I liked as a kid, and then it, and then I started to like it less and less as I got older. I've never liked this episode. Um, I find it incredibly boring. Um, I'm not really a huge Donald Douglas fan to begin with, oh. um, or at least not as much as a lot of um, the the fandom seems to be. Right. Um, but uh, this episode just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. I don't. I like the wintertime setting, which I think we touched on in our commentary. I like that aspect. Sure. Of it. But other than that, I I just don't. I don't think it works. And I, I think it's, um, it's kind of like one little tiny plot line drawn out to a ridiculous degree. Um, it's it's just not. It's not a good one. I I don't like it. Um, and I, I never, never really have. I like, I like the ending of it um, with the chorus of whistles. Right. It's great. Um, and, uh, and as I said, I like anything in the snow, but overall the story itself, it's just, I, it's a very weak episode. And again, I don't think it's as bad as um, I would say that I would say that it's, it's not as bad as the runaway or as better late than never. Um but it's it's pretty low on my list of of all the classic series episodes. I would say I, I would say it's probably in my bottom, definitely bottom fifteen, probably of all the classic series. Well, I should say series seasons one through five. I would say it's right. definitely towards the bottom fifteen. Hmm. So that's interesting because I actually quite like the deputation, um, mostly because I do like Donald and Douglas quite a bit. They're among not necessarily my favorite all time characters, but they are among some of my favorite characters uh partly because they're from scotland but you know i just i find them to be fun characters and you know there's just something about them and i i i can see that deputation is not the strongest episode in the world it's definitely not in my top five or anything like that Uh, but it's also not in my bottom five either uh and in fact my last choice for bottom five and i should stress at this point that Bottom five for me, although some of these are objectively bad, bottom five for me can mean anything from objective to, to, I think that they're objectively bad to ones that I just liked less than some of the other episodes. And this is certainly the case that this episode isn't one that I dislike. It's one that I don't like as much as others. And that would be Birdie's Chase. Uh, and I only really chose Birdie's Chase because I was having such a hard time uh, choosing one story uh, because really? <laughs> a lot of season two is great. I love a lot of season two. Uh, and there are just so many good episodes in there. And but there are some but there are a lot of episodes that I like more than Birdie's Chase, even though I do love this story. Um, I something had to be in the uh, had, something had to be in the fifth spot. And. Unfortunately, I like a lot of the other stories more than Birdie's Chase. I, I, I do find it a great episode, and I, I don't even have a good reason as to why it's in the bottom five. It, like I said, it just something had to go there, and that was what I ended up choosing. Uh, 
and really, if, if it had been any other day, I probably would have chosen something else. Uh, but, but yeah, that's that. Um, are there any stories that were close to the bottom five but weren't quite there? So any honorable mentions, I should say? Um, for me, I would say probably um, Percy and the Signal. Okay. Yeah. Not a strong episode. One I liked as a kid, but that's just because it was on one of the first tapes I had. So I watched it a lot, but I, but I can't. I probably didn't even understand it as a kid, right. honestly, because it's kind of confusing. Um, but um, yeah, that. Um, and I would say probably um, Duck Takes Charge. I've never been a huge fan of. Okay. Either, and again, I, I understand that Duck is a, is a favorite, but it just does, doesn't. That episode just doesn't really ever work work for me. I gotcha. Um, I I would agree with those two. You know, I and and it's it's funny because those were the other two that were competing for uh, the number five slot on my bottom list. And again, it's it's not that I don't necessarily like them. It's just that I like so many other episodes more than them. And so, yeah, you know, there's there's just something about them that. I don't know. Not sure. But anyway, those are the bottom five. Let's switch gears a bit. And uh, on a on a happier note, let's talk about our top five episodes. Uh, again, I mine aren't in any particular order, except for maybe the last one. Um, but go ahead, Orion. What's your what's in your top five for best? Yep. Uh- Top five, no particular order. Uh, very funny that you just mentioned this episode because uh, this was actually the first episode that I wrote down. And it's not, I wouldn't even necessarily say that it is my favorite of season two. It's just the first one that came to mind that I really enjoy watching over and over and over again. And that's Birdie's Chase. Ah, nice. Um, I love Birdie's Chase. Um, it's good. And uh, it's all, always been one of my favorite episodes. And I, I can't even really pinpoint why i i mean i do love birdie as a character he's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. side characters um in the show um i um love that he had an appearance in thomas and the magic railroad that was great um and uh but in terms of this episode love the music of course uses birdie's theme i love i love any interaction between characters that we don't get to see interact on a regular basis and this goes for anything not just thomas but you know on sitcoms on uh you know it really in anything um when when characters who don't normally interact get to interact and so in this particular scenario where edward and birdie get to interact um versus the standard thomas and birdie that we that we saw in of course thomas and birdie's great race in the first season and then um also in better late than never in this season although later than birdie's chase but um but i i just love i love that um and I love that we we get to see you know uh, a lot of Sodor in this one, or at least a lot of Edward's branch line um, in it, uh, and it's just great. I, I love it, and uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes of of, of season two. Uh, I never get tired of watching it. it. It is a good episode, and and like I said, I don't have any particular reason for it being in the bottom five other than something needed to go there and. There are other episodes that I can think of that I like a lot more than Birdie Chase, but I do love that episode as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, my first pick for top five 
was actually Percy takes the plunge, which I know is kind of uh, an answer that everyone would go with, but I really enjoy it. I, as we said during the commentary, I had the little uh, uh, take along playset of it when I was uh, when I was younger, and it's just a fun episode. Uh, I like, I, I I just really enjoy it. It's it's a fun episode. Um, we 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 often talked during the season two commentaries about how the show be, kind of became Percy and Friends. So, uh, and this is no exception, but yeah, just, just a really great episode. And it's a really fun episode. No. Yeah. And that also made my, my top five. Um, I've always been one of my favorite episodes since I was a kid. Um, and it, you know, still one of my favorites, love the opening, of course, the, the shot across the Harbor, um, just awesome, awesome set work in that episode. Um, and just, it's a great story too. It, it's, it's, you know, one of, uh, one of, I think, definitely one of Wilbert's best stories yes. um, that he wrote, um, and and executed wonderfully in the series. Um, and it's a great, you know, it's a great accident. Of course, you know, being Thomas fans, we love accidents. Yep. Um, and uh, that that's a great one. Uh, and I love the opening music at the beginning of the episode too, which of course we talked about in our commentary. I'm sure. Yes. But uh, but that's it is a great great episode and also made my top five. So what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is Thomas comes to breakfast. Uh, again, one that's pretty well universally liked, uh, but you know, you can't deny that it's a, it's a good story. You know, it's a strong story with the Farquhar branch. Um, and it's, it's got one of the most memorable accidents in the entire uh, second season. Uh, of course, the second season was a lot more intense than the first season. It had more crashes and more accidents. But this one is always one that stuck out to me. And uh, whether it's Ringo Starr or George Carlin doing it, I just love this episode. And uh, both of the narrators do such a good job with it. Um, especially, you know, once Thomas crashes through the house and he's got the bush over his face and uh, the station master's wife is a fantastic part and it's it's such a funny story i i just love it yeah i absolutely agree and this also made my top five list um uh but again it's a it's a universal fan favorite um it's it's a great episode uh and really really i shouldn't like it because i i often complain about the episodes where not much happens right this one really the episode just starts and then uh he says you know his driver thomas gets conceded Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he crashes into the station master's house so i like episodes where a lot of stuff happens or at least feels like a longer episode than than four and a half minutes this is not one of those necessarily but it just works and there's something about it and again one of wilbert's strongest stories and really one of wilbert's strongest storylines period in terms of the branch line engines book and, and having thomas be away for a while um and it was a great way to 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 you know, to get him to, um, be away. Uh, so it was, it was great, but, uh, oh. yeah, great, great episode executed wonderfully and a great crash. Um, yeah, great episode. Definitely. Um, my next pick after that would have to be dirty work. And really this is kind of, if, if, if I could, I would have chosen all three episodes in the Dutch and Diesel trilogy, but that would, uh, you know, it would fill up three spaces on the list. And so I chose Dirty Work 
just because I personally feel that it's uh, one of the better of the th- uh, of the three. It's my favorite. Um, I I like Diesel at least in season two. He's a great villain, I think, uh, and he's I. I it's it's such a fun episode and even though i wasn't a huge fan of duct tape's charge i liked how dirty work sort of flips the events of duct tape's charge uh, and as we touched upon in our commentary of the duck and diesel trilogy but it's just a great story and it's one of those that uh, and a lot of early episodes did this where it didn't necessarily have a happy ending everything wasn't wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end of four and a half minutes and as i said that could be said for quite a bit of the early seasons uh, after season three though they kind of got away from multi-episode storytelling with the exception of season four of course but it's you know it's it's just one of those where it has a huge cliffhanger ending and it's it's just so great i love it Nice, yeah. Um, didn't make my top five, um, uh, but uh, um, you know, it's it's in the middle there somewhere. Um, sure, it's uh, it's not my favorite of the Duck and Diesel trilogy. That would go to, I would say, a close shave. Right. Um, but uh, but my next pick in my top five of season two would be Old Iron. Okay. Um, I, I love Old Iron. Um, it's a great episode, and again, I think this one's pretty much a fan favorite. Um. It's a great episode. Again, uh, Edward really gets some some awesome screen time in season two um, that he really never gets again. Um, but he gets, you know, he he's in uh, he's the lead really in British Chase and in uh, he's a pretty big part of Cal's. Yep, and of Save uh, Save from Scrap and Edward's Exploit. Um, <laughs> and wrong road and old iron. So, I mean, he, he really gets a lot in this season that he doesn't get in uh, pretty much any other season. So, but old iron is uh, just a great episode. uh, Great plot. Uh, I love the use of all the different uh, locales. Um, That's all. That's always the nice thing about chase episodes or runaway episodes is that we get to see a lot of sets very quickly. Um, so with this one, you know, we get to see Tidmouth or Knapford Yard, rather, um, which was a great set for season two, as we talked about in our commentaries. Um, but then we also get to see um, Knapford Station and uh, Countryside and, you know, just we uh, and then eventually, I believe they end up at Wellsworth or Crosby. So right. some great, great locales, great story, great music, of course, with the runaway theme um, and great camera work, too. There's one particular shot that I love where it's tracking them along um, along you know, Edward and James, and then it, the camera goes over a bridge and then back down under to the track level, and that's just an awesome shot. Um, and it's a great, great episode. It, it is, and it's, it's one that made my list as well. Uh, Old Iron is a fantastic episode. Uh, I I think it was beautifully done. Uh, it, it had, as you said, it does have some great camera work. Uh, one of my personal favorite shots, uh, I do like the shot that you were talking about. One of my personal favorite shots, though, was where uh, the shot where we have a close up of James's buffers and the rope latching itself onto uh, the buffer beam. That was a really cool shot uh, to see. And 
to, to my comment earlier about how the how the series season two could almost be called Percy the Small Engine and Friends. It really, when you list out all of the major episodes that Edward either appears in or has a big part of, really season two could almost equally be called Edward the Blue Engine and Friends because he has so many episodes where he's either the main character or a major part of the episode. Um, And I just think that Old Iron, it's funny that Mm -hmm. the first story of the Edward the Blue Engine book is the weakest. Old Iron, which is the which is the fourth and final story of that book, is one of the strongest. I think uh, not just in that book and not just in season two, but in general, it's not my all time favorite of season two or the series as a whole. But it's a really strong episode. Uh, I and, and I think it's great. It's it's such a good episode. Um, and so uh, we come to the final one and. Uh, before we unveil our number one pick for season two, uh, let's go over the honorable mentions first. So, Orion, what are your honorable mentions for season two? Honorable mentions for season two. I mean, there would be uh, there would be quite a few. Um, I'd have to uh, let me think about that. Uh, what are your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions. I, as you said, there are so many. Um, I could literally name almost half the episodes in season two. Uh, I think Daisy is a gr- is a fun episode, uh, even though not a lot happens in it. It's just introducing a new character and seeing her be a bit crabby. I really enjoyed Daisy quite a bit. I I think Donald and Douglas or Great Van, whichever you want to call it, uh, is a good episode as well. Uh, maybe that's just because I'm partial to the Scottish Twins or twins in general. The Diesel, of course, is fantastic. Uh, you know, great introduction to both Bill and Ben and Boko. Uh, Edward's exploit, I would be remiss if I, men- if I didn't mention Edward's exploit. Uh, I know that in general, it is thought of as the number one episode of not just season two, but it's thought of generally as one of the number one episodes of the series in general. Uh, you know, uh, even though it didn't make my top five, it definitely makes my honorable mentions. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I'd agree with about Edward's exploit. Um, definitely. Uh, I would say um, not Daisy, but I would say Percy's predicament. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, in, in that uh, honorable mention list. And then probably um, Percy proves a point. I think that's a, a good episode. Oh, that, yeah. That, that um, I. I didn't really like that one as a kid. I, I didn't watch it very much as a kid, huh. but I think it is a good episode. Um, and it's one that has grown on me over the years as I, as I watch the series more and more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think we both agree on the top pick. Um, we for, do for season two. And that is ghost train or Percy's mm-hmm. ghostly trick. Yes. Um, a great, great. I mean, what, what can really be said that hasn't already been said in, uh, you know, as including in our most recent commentary, yeah, um, <clears throat> of Ghost Train, but it's a it's just a fabulous episode. Um, great sets, great atmosphere, uh, great story, and great narration. Um, you know, from both Ringo Starr and George Carlin, uh, right. they both did a phenomenal job with that episode. It it is one that I never get tired of watching. Uh, you know, I, I watch it every Halloween. Uh, at least once um 
you know, and, and really I watch both versions of it because I like to watch uh, both things that go to Hooja in the night and stare dares, which are the two shining temptation Halloween episodes. And uh, fittingly, of course, because until uh, really one could make the argument for season three, but I would say even until season five, there really isn't a Halloween based episode of Thomas again, but again, one could make an argument for a season three episode that we'll get to later. Um, so, you know, it, it's fitting that that story was used twice in Shining Time Station. Uh, and so luckily we who would have watched Shining Time Station were lucky enough to hear both Ringo and George Carlin do narrations for it. And I really can't decide which I like better. You know, I, I, George Carlin is my favorite narrator in general, but I think Ringo is a fantastic narrator as well. And I think that both of them in their own way, do a spectacular job with the episode. Um, and really, what else can be said that we didn't already see in our commentary? I'm pretty, uh, listening back to it the other day, we were pretty much gushing about the episode the entire time. So if you want to hear our full thoughts about it, just go to the previous episode, really. Uh, but yes, Ghost Train is, without a doubt, the best episode of season two, at least according to us. But of course, as I said at the beginning, these are all opinion-based and, uh, you know. Um, so before we wrap things up, I just want to take a moment or two um, and let's, let's talk about our general thoughts on season two now that we've looked back at it and done commentaries of the entire thing. So what, what are your overall thoughts on season two? Overall thoughts on season two, I think it's a, I think it's a good season. I, yes. I think that it's overrated. Yes. Um, in terms of its, uh, just how people people just gush about season two, and maybe not so much anymore. But when we first got into the fandom, I would say that was more prevalent. Right. Um. It is. It is a. It is a very good season. I, I'm not knocking it really in any way, but I do think that there are stronger seasons, and I have to say that even I really feel that even season one, as a whole. I would say is a stronger season than season two. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that's an unpopular opinion, but, but I stand by it. I, I, I really enjoy, I enjoy watching season one more than I enjoy watching season two. Um, hmm. And I, I think overall um, the episodes are, there are elements of season two that are stronger uh, on an episode by episode basis in terms of advances in the way they told the stories, the way they, um, and the way they filmed the stories was possibly advanced for season two, but I would say um, the overall stories, the stories that they had to base the material on, um, some of them were not as strong for season two as they were in season one. Um, There were some stronger stories, but on the whole, I would say season one is a better season than season two. Okay, that's that's a very interesting viewpoint to take. Um, I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, I personally like season two a little bit better than season one, but let's be honest, the first four seasons in general are all really good. I mean, season four, which we'll get into at a much later date, is probably the best in my opinion, but I would say seasons one, two, and three, for me at least, are all kind of on equal footing. Maybe one and two a little more than three, but... Uh, you know, 
but in general, I like season two. Uh, as I said, it has some hits and it has a good amount of misses as well. Much like season one, I feel that season two is a mixed bag. Uh, the only difference here is that there's more than one person writing in in season two. Uh, you know, of course, in season one, they were all based on Reverend Audrey stories. Uh, whereas here, uh, a handful of them were written by Christopher. And at least one of Christopher's stories were great. Uh, I really liked uh, Thomas Percy Nicole. I, I think it's a, maybe not, a fantastic episode but it's one of it's it's one of the better episodes of season two missing christmas tree also isn't that bad either um maybe not great but you know season two you and i have talked about this off the like after we've recorded and such as that we came into the fandom fairly early on we've been in the fandom for quite a while and so i i think that part of our reasoning for we grew up with season four. We were growing up when season four was uh, brand new. I was born a couple of years before it came out. And uh, when we joined the fandom, the fandom was mostly populated by either people our age, people slightly younger, and people who grew up watching the first two seasons. And so a lot of the stuff that we've seen that's pro season two is, of course, from people that were around when it was new. And... So, you know, I, I, I understand why they feel that way, but for us, having grown up almost two seasons later, I, I do think that season two can be overrated at some times, but it's still a really good season, in my opinion. So, uh, but that's just me. Uh, of course, uh, one of my favorite um, bits of season two, of course, is that... Uh, I forgot to mention this when we were in the top five, but I do want to make one more comment about Old Iron in that it did introduce my favorite bluegrass band, the Footplate Fiddlers. Very true. So, yes. Uh, and if, if this is the first episode of the podcast that you're, that you're tuning into, uh, go back and listen to our commentary for Old Iron and you'll understand what I mean by that. But uh, so... Um, I think that's just about all we can say about season two. Uh, but just to close out, let's go back over our list. So, um, Ryan, what were your top and bottom five again? Yeah, my uh, my bottom five, uh, they were The Runaway, Better Late Than Never, A New Friend for Thomas, A Cow on the Line, and The Deputation. Okay. And my... Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Uh, my bottom five were The Runaway, Better Late Than Never, Thomas and Trevor, Cows, and Birdie's Chase. Yep. And my top five were Birdie's Chase, uh, Thomas Comes to Breakfast, Old Iron, Percy's Ghostly Trick, and uh, Percy Takes the Plunge. So so you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, and your top five? Yeah, my top five, uh, Percy Takes the Plunge, Thomas Comes to Breakfast, Dirty Work, Old Iron, and... Uh, as we both agreed, uh, the top is Ghost Train. So, yes. And we and uh, what's interesting is that we agreed on four of our five in both categories. It It is, which didn't really happen in season one. We had a few that we agreed on back in season one, uh, but we agree more on season two, it seems. Birdie's Chase. <laughs> Except in Birdie's Chase, yes. Um, and, you know, I, you know, 
and again, you know, we have been in the fandom for a while. We've known each other for a while. And so, uh, you know, I, I know that we have similar interests and stuff. Uh, some of you out there listening might have very different opinions, and that is totally great. I, and, and I love hearing people's opinions. So please send us a message on either uh, Facebook or Twitter, you know, uh, and tell us what your top and bottom five were of season two. Uh, I'd be really interested to hear what some of our listeners think of that. Uh, so either, uh, you know, comment on the link we drop or send us a message on Facebook or tweet us uh, for Twitter. It's at talking Thomas one. And for Facebook, it's facebook.com slash talking Thomas pod. So, um, but yes, so this is our wrap up of season two. Uh, we've just listed off our top and bottom five. And just like with the first season, this is pretty much the end of our discussion of season two. Uh, we might uh, pop up back with some thoughts on it later as it pertains to other episodes that we're doing. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, this is the last time we'll talk about season two in any great um you know, at any great length. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been so much fun uh, reviewing season two, and we'll be back soon with a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I think Orion and I, we both have some uh, great ideas that are going to be coming from this podcast in the near future. Absolutely. And you can uh, check us out, uh, as, as he said, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and then of course, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcast, anchor is our home. Yes. Um, but thanks, thanks for listening. Um, we just passed uh, 400 followers on Twitter and counting. So uh, you know, uh, keep those likes coming in, keep those follows coming in, and uh, and please comment on our posts. Um, we like to hear feedback. We like to hear what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, and um, and especially um, you know uh, suggestions for Shining Time Station. Yes, future commentaries. Um, any other type of general discussions that we can have. We just started doing railway series discussions. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, any other aspect of the Thomas fandom or Thomas, you know, the Thomas world in general mm. that we can touch on, please let us know. Um, and, and, and we'll be, uh, we'll be back soon. Yep. We'll see you next time.